This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, oh my gosh, we're going to have so much fun. I was having such fun talking with this gentleman before the program discovered, hello, we both live in Atlanta, um, and never have, have crossed paths. I don't know how that happens. There's only 6 million people here. How, do, how have we not met? Um, but looking forward so much to talking to my guest today, because we're going to be talking about that dreaded word that everyone hates, sales. But we're going to be talking about how to do it in a fun way and an enjoyable way, and more importantly, a profitable way. Um, so please join me in welcoming Harry Mazur to our program today. Welcome, Harry. Hello, Deb. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's not such a dreaded word. I know. You know, and it's one of those things that people we all do we make faces, right? We go, oh, I don't want to do sales. And it's because it's had a bad connotation. Um, you know, we think of it as the the used car salesman, the snake oil salesman, you know, all of those various things. But truth be told, hello, we can't be in business if we're not also selling and we're always perpetually selling. You know, even if it's just that you're selling your spouse on what you're having for dinner that night or, you know, talking to someone about donating at the church or, you know, all these various things, we're always selling. And so the the key is to make it something that's enjoyable. I agree. And when you say you have to, whether you're in sales, whether you're in life, Mm -hmm. sales is integral. Right. Mm-hmm. Sales is part of what we do every day from the moment we get up right. till we go to bed at night. Mm-hmm. We're persuading, we're negotiating, we are convincing, we're communicating, we are trying our best to get our point, our position across. Right. And it starts mighty, mighty early with mm-hmm. little kids. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. in sales. Say, give Baby. me. Give me. I want. Mm-hmm. Daddy, read me one more story, please. One more story. Mm-hmm. No. Daddy, let me have that piece of candy. No, you may not have that piece mm-hmm. of candy. And what's the automatic response? Why? Mm-hmm. Well, it will ruin your dinner. Why? I promise not to eat it till after dinner. Mm-hmm. Wow. We just overcame an objection. Right. And I say, okay, but you, but you promise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, we're all in sales, you know, asking your wife to marry you. Mm-hmm. I remember I said to my wife, will you marry me? And she said, no. I said, no. No. Said, Is there someone else? Mm-hmm. And she said, there must be. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking, Deb. I've been I've been happily married a long, long time with three wonderful children and eight spectacular grandchildren. I love it, but Thank yeah, you. you you still had to in some way, well, you know, convince her that this was the the, the absolute best thing for both of you. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. of course. But every day, like it or not, we are all in sales, right? And uh, again. You may as well accept it and know it, get good at it, be comfortable with it. Don't be intimidated by sales. 
and recognize that uh, that good salespeople mm-hmm. don't sell. Right. They help others buy. Mm-hmm. There's a different persuasion, mm-hmm. a different logic to helping people buy mm-hmm. than trying to coerce or to sell or to uh, impose your will on someone else. That's not effective mm-hmm. selling. Right. Well, Harry, let me tell people just a little bit about you. We're having so much fun that we just jumped right into the conversation. But let me tell people why you're such an expert in this field. So Harry Major is an author and philanthropist whose career has combined family, business, and community. He served as president of Zepp Manufacturing Company, a division of National Service Industries, for 27 years. During his tenure, Zepp became an international leader in the specialty chemical industry. As a sales representative, Harry was so successful, he was named the company's first director of sales, and he led 2,000 salespeople who produced double-digit growth for 25 straight years. Harry retired as chairman of the chemical division of National Service, which was then a publicly traded company. Harry jokes that he has failed retirement as he has busied himself with both for-profit and non-profit endeavors. He serves on various business and community boards and has been active in a variety of philanthropic and social programs, including Junior Achievement of Atlanta, the Atlanta Humane Society, United Way of Metro Atlanta, and Kennesaw State University, where he continues to serve as the first executive in residence of the Coles College of Business. One of his proudest achievements in retirement has been the completion of his book, Story Selling, Sage Advice and Common Sense About Sales and Success. This book is a passion project aligned with Harry's mission of inspiring and empowering anyone to pursue their purpose in life and succeed while doing it. So again, Harry, welcome. I'm exhausted, Deb. Wow, no, no wonder I'm gray-headed. I mean, wow. No, it, it's been a great run and fun, and let's just let it continue. Right. No one has been happier in what he chose to do than I, than mm-hmm. I was for so right. many years. And again, if I have any advice, in fact, it may even be mentioned in the book, mm-hmm. do something you love. Mm-hmm. If you don't love it, find something. Right. Mm-hmm. You'll never be as effective. You'll never be as happy as you could be mm-hmm. if you don't take pride and and feel good when you get up in the morning mm-hmm. about what you do and the way you do it. Mm-hmm. It's a combination. Right. right. Well, now, Harry, you've been in sales and in sales. I mean, with the, the title of sales, you know, very specific in sales for several years. How did you decide that that really was something that, that you were very good at? Well, I was always comfortable talking with people and from a Coca-Cola stand in the front yard to selling football colors, the pennants and the buttons <laughs> outside of Georgia Tech and and selling shoes on Saturday, anything to make a buck. Uh, I just always liked it. And most people who are in sales, their number one motivation is they like people. Right. They want to help people. Yes. And number two is they like the independence of mm-hmm. sales. That's almost two-thirds of the rationale for why people go into sales. They like people, they're comfortable with people, and they like the independence that sales mm-hmm. provides. Money is important. It's number three. Right. Number and, and, and hello, we have bills. 
yeah, don't don't discount the fact mm-hmm. that we need to make a living. But I just always liked it, and I found that people would listen to what I said. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, I tried to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. There's responsibility there. This is not a, a hit and run business. Mm-hmm. Better develop relationships, so critical and so crucial to success. Right. You run out of customers if you can't go back. Mm-hmm. You be welcoming when you go back. And why are you welcome? There are many reasons. I guess you're welcome because you show up on time, in time, enough times. You know what you're talking about. You consider the customer's viewpoint and needs, Mm -hmm. what's in it for Mm -hmm. them rather than what's in it for me. If you take care of your customers, I promise you'll be taken Mm -hmm. care of. But it just, it it was a fit. Mm -hmm. All of my People were in the grocery business, my aunts and uncles and father, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. I just knew I didn't want to do it in an apron. <laughs> yeah, I had a chance to be a dressed in a suit and a sport mm-hmm. coat and in the old days, a tie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and, and I, I was comfortable in, in that attire, and I just liked uh, having a story to tell, mm-hmm. finding people to listen to my story, be convincing with how it benefited them, right. and uh, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And uh, as, as I said, it's uh, uh, from a territorial salesperson to a sales management to again having the opportunity to lead a very large, effective sales force uh, mm-hmm. over a good part of the world. Right. You know, and, and you mentioned something at the start that is absolutely critical, and that is that you have to love what you're doing. Um, I had a true sales position, you know, had had the name under, under my business card uh, fairly soon after I got out of college. I did hotel sales. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hated it. Hated it, hated it, hated it. And, you know, of course, one of the key factors was I wouldn't have stayed in my hotel. Or more importantly, I wouldn't have put my family there. I mean, and there wasn't really anything wrong with it. It was just, you know, there were better places is, is maybe the, the way to put it. And so, you know, I, I, and, and I was responsible for group sales, um, you know, getting, you know, tours in there. Uh, one of the things that they had me focus on was uh, high schools, you know, when, when they're traveling for track and sports and debate and all those various things. A lot of times they do have to spend the night somewhere. And I was young and they thought, okay, well, you know, you could focus on this, you know, and, and it was for a a school, it would have been very good. You know, it was, it was very reasonably priced, inexpensive restaurants nearby, easy to get to bus parking, yada, yada, yada. But they didn't prepare me to, to do the selling. I think that was probably the biggest thing. It was here, go do. And of course, what I was paid on was commission. Now I did have a, a you know a, some basic flat salary, but you know you you had commission. But I was also paid on the number of calls that I made, and so I had to keep a logbook and and things like that. And I love in your book you were talking about the fact that you know there was the salesman and and he was asked, well, how many calls did did you make today? And he said sixty. 60, I made six, and whoa, how did you make 60 calls? And he said, well, I would have made more, except somebody actually asked me what I was selling. You know, and it was kind of that thing. You know, I was, I was the hit and miss. You know, here's the packet. Oh, here's the packet. Oh, here's the packet. Oh, you know, and if somebody stopped me, I'm like, no, 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 no. You're, you're going to cut into my quota. Um, you know, and, and so it was, but yeah, I, I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even last a year. Um, I didn't like the people I worked with, all sorts of things. And, and so, of course, what that did 
was it left a really bad taste in my mouth for sales. I thought, no, I just don't like this. So, you know, Air, you've obviously trained many, many people on how to, to be a good salesperson. What are some of the, the, the things that you, that you really start with? Well, you start with being prepared. Number one, you need to know what it is you're selling. Right. You need to know its benefits. You mm -hmm. need to know its limitations. You need to know who it is that you are calling on mm -hmm. and why your product or service is effective mm -hmm. and fits with that person. Right. You then need to have some discipline and organization, rather that you know where you're going, mm -hmm. how you're going, what you're going to say when you get there. You need to respect that person's time and territory. And if it says keep off grass, don't walk across the person's grass. If it says no parking, I mean, uh, you all know the salesperson he's in and with the boss and they said, with the person driving the blue Pontiac, you know, please move. You know, again, inexcusable. Mm -hmm. So there are certain do's and don'ts and absolute prerequisites. But knowing your business knowing its its effectiveness and its relationship and its impact on your prospect and telling your story powerfully, telling your story convincingly, mm -hmm. uh, knowing that you want to make sure the fit is right because you're not going to create relationships if right. you jam something in that's wrong. It, it's got to be mutually beneficial. And again, listen there's an 80-20 rule in business, and most people think that the salesperson has got to be the glib, always talking, joke-telling, mm -hmm. you know, life of the party. No, 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 absolutely not. You have to listen. Mm -hmm. It's the old physiology the good Lord gave us, uh -huh. ears and one mouth. Mm -hmm. There's a lesson there. Mm -hmm. You have to listen. And, and so few people, you know, they talk about mm -hmm. Uh, very few people, uh, everybody hears, but few listen. Right. And there's a big difference between mm -hmm. hearing and listening. Mm -hmm. So, again, effective salespeople know their product. They listen to what the sales, the, the prospect or customer is saying. They match those two together mm -hmm. and they live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Right. Nothing happens until somebody sells something. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple. Right. The manufacturing is dependent. The back office is dependent. The repair stations, the customer service, all are linked to someone mm -hmm. getting someone to say, yes, right. I'll take some. Mm -hmm. How does it come? Send me some. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens until somebody sells something. Right, right. You know, and... I, and you know, I mentioned in your bio that you've done a lot of volunteer work and you're very philanthropic. Sales is also very integral in that. You know, we're, we're asking for people to donate time, money, um, be, you know, those are the, the two big things, you know, might be items, but, but yeah, you, and, and so again, you're selling them on the benefits of being associated with that organization. And sometimes that is kind of one of the, the hard things because you don't want to be exploitive, you know, and, and I watch, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of late night TV. And one of the channels that I routinely watch has commercials every single night for um, uh, uh, 
elderly people in Russia that who are dying. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 they've got about five different commercials that that run, and so you know, and, and then we've also you know we've seen commercials like that. We've seen commercials where it's the abused animals. You don't really see you know and and things like that, and and so it's supposed to be tugging at your heartstrings. But many times they've crossed that line. They've gone into that. Let's see if we can find the absolute worst case scenario, and 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 done that. And so you know, selling really it, it's a very tricky thing because we don't want to be thought of as taking advantage of someone, exploiting their pain, you know, all of those various things. And so it, clearly, it's a skill and a skill that takes a lot of practice. So. You know, again, how do how do you walk people through this so that they're, they're you know, they might go up to that line, and that's okay because again, we are recognizing pain, we're filling someone's need, but how do we not cross that line? Well, again, I don't think that's necessarily relevant to someone trying to sell a product right. or, a, or or a service. You know, it's not tragedy. Mm-hmm. It, it's not want. It's not need uh, that, that is life threatening. Mm-hmm. You know the the example you use, but but in in selling a product, you must first win the confidence and the trust of that right. of that person. Mm-hmm. In selling a charitable uh, organization, that mm-hmm. trust and confidence is also critical. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about talking and we talked about listening. You know, the old story is 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 talking is sharing. Mm. Listening is caring. And there's a difference between sharing and caring. Mm-hmm. And people, most customers don't want to know how much you know. They want to know how much you care. Right. And it's so true that if you are not legitimate, mm-hmm. if you are not filled with integrity, if you're not doing the right thing, you are not going to make it. Mm-hmm. You may have a, you may be a flash in the pan and, and you may show, boy, look, I had a great month, but you can't do it consistently because you've got to have customers to rely on and that rely on you and that you can get repeat business from mm-hmm. and you get repeat business by making friends and right. building those relationships. Mm-hmm. There's a story in the book about, I was at the University of Florida and it's the first time I'd been away from home. And I was sad. And in a mm-hmm. moment of despair, I sent a telegram home to my father. You're old enough to remember telegrams, are you not? I never sent it one, said, but yes, I remember. <laughs> and it said, dear dad, and without money or friends, love Harry. He immediately sent back a telegram that said, dear Harry, make friends, love dad. Mm-hmm. Now, he was never in sales, but he right. could have given me better selling advice mm-hmm. to make friends. When all things are equal, people want to buy from their friends. Mm-hmm. And when things aren't equal, people still want to buy from their friends. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it might cost more, yeah. but I'm gonna, I like you, so I'm going to buy it from you. Exactly. Make friends, mm-hmm. particularly when you're not selling something that there's only, you know, if you're selling aircraft, mm-hmm. either Airbus or Boeing, you know, customers, the airlines don't have but a couple of choices. But when you're selling most anything else that we have so many choices, mm-hmm. 
so many opportunities and so many decisions that can be made. So you want to position yourself and your product and your service mm -hmm. in a unique way. Mm -hmm. You differentiate. I used to teach in sales, there's no such thing as a commodity. Shame mm -hmm. on you if you mm -hmm. your product or service as right. a commodity. Mm -hmm. Differentiate. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you are representing to your prospect and customer the difference, the uniqueness, mm -hmm. the service behind the sale. You are there to help them get to where they want to get. Right. That's the differentiation mm -hmm. that takes you out of the commodity mm -hmm. and makes you a preferred product and mm -hmm. a preferred vendor. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and I love that because you know, if it is something that you know, it can be mass purchased in, in various places, it is, it's that little extra something that makes you decide to buy it. It was, um, you know, we, we had to replace our refrigerator earlier this year and we live pretty much equidistant between Home Depot and Lowe's. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we go, we look and um, Lowe's actually is a tiny bit closer, but, you know, we're ha we were having it delivered and, you know, so all those various things didn't really matter. So we were looking for features and cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. But what sold us was the salesperson. Uh -huh. And, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and we ended up going with, with the one at Lowe's and the, you know, he, he had his blue vest on. And and I tell you, what really did it for me was he had the 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 uh, a symbol on his his vest that he was a veteran, and uh -huh. and I thought, okay, you know, and 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 I don't even know if they sell on commission, so you know that didn't you know I and but I that meant something to me because my father was a veteran, and so yeah, there really was just I thought, okay, you know, and and he knew the features, and and he didn't when it, he didn't try to upsell us. It wasn't the well, you can get this, you know, because I told him I said I want a refrigerator. I don't want it to connect to the internet. I don't want to see through it to see what's there. I mean, all these features. I'm like, ah. um, and, you know, I I just wanted it to I wanted it to not be putting water all over my floor because the ice machine broke. Um, you know, I wanted I wanted cold and I wanted really cold. Um, you but know, and, differentiation yeah. was the salesperson, his yeah. attitude. It was. Yeah. Can, can I share with you a story being out of the book about? I love it. In fact, I, I love that story. So you have to tell it. Okay. In fact, I'll, just because the title each each of the uh, chapters in the book mm -hmm. has a Harry's hint. A Harry's hint was at the end of a sales letter that I wrote every week huh. for 27 years. And it was a little box, and it was like, like the church bulletin board message <laughs> you see all over the country. Mm -hmm. Sales letter ended with a what I called a Harry's hint. Mm. The first page was a motivational message of some sort. The second and third pages were stuff that was happening around Zeppelin. And then it ended with that hint. Mm -hmm. And the reps used to tell me, Harry, I don't read all that crap up front. I just go right to the hints. So they <laughs> love the hints. Well, mm -hmm. each chapter title in the book is a Harry's hint. Mm -hmm. And the story expands on that hint. And being you mentioned refrigerator, mm -hmm. I thought, Deb, that I'd share one with you. This one, the title is just because it's common sense doesn't make it common practice. It's a challenge to remember, and even more importantly, to practice the basics of selling every day. 
We start with good intentions, but too often complacency finds its way into our daily efforts. Inevitably, we begin to coast, and then there's only one place to go, downhill. Here's a story about a salesperson who forgot the basics and the resulting consequences. An elderly couple, that's certainly not you, Deb, uh, hadn't bought a ref new refrigerator in 30 years, and the appliance salesman was extolling the features of his deluxe model. The couple seemed impressed, but they told him that they had promised his competitor across the street that they would stop by and see what he had to offer. This didn't worry the salesman because he knew that his competitor carried the same brand, but at a higher price. The couple left promising to return if the other store had nothing they liked better. A while later, the couple returned and told the salesman that they had bought a refrigerator from his competitor. Mustering a smile, the salesman told them he was glad and that they had found what they wanted. By the way, which model did you buy? The salesman asked. The elderly gentleman read the model number from his sales slip. A bit exasperated, the salesman replied, but that's the same model I showed you, and mine sells for $50 less. It couldn't be the same model, the woman said. The one we bought has a little light inside that turns on when you open the door. All refrigerators have that, the salesman replied. Really, the woman said then why didn't you tell us yours had it? Mm -hmm. Ouch. If you don't drop the ball, you won't have to complain about the way it bounces. You know, so you never assume too much and say, right. make right. sure you tell enough, not everything you know, but enough to be convincing and to answer basic questions. Right. There over a little light, a sale was lost. Mm -hmm. There you bought because... You could have bought the same refrigerator in six different places. You liked the atmosphere. You liked the environment. You liked the salesman. You liked his repartee. Yep. You liked the fact that he was a veteran. You liked that you thought he had your interest. You liked that he knew his product. And you have a new refrigerator from, right. from Lowe's as a result. Mm -hmm. Good right. for you, Deb. Good for you and good for that salesperson. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and it is, it's, it's a fine line sometimes when we're telling someone the features of our product or our, our service because we don't want to talk down to them. But you're right. Sometimes we're, we forget some of the absolute basic things and maybe, you know, maybe make it a joke, you know, oh, and don't forget. It lights up when you open the door. <laughs> you know? And, you know, and there's, another side, there's another side to that too, Deb. I had a chemist who was the brightest guy in the history of the world. And, 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 and he was just incredibly competent and capable and brilliant. Mm -hmm. But he was the type person that if you ask him what time it was, he would tell you how a watch worked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. I always share his wife joke when his his two little girls came to his mother and they said to his mother, they asked a question and she said, go ask your daddy. And the little girls replied in unison, we don't want to know that much about it. Mm -hmm. right. So there there is a point at which you can talk too much. Okay. And, and you can tell too much. Mm -hmm. Just answer questions, tell the key features, always hold something back. Never tell everything you know. Right. Keep something in reserve so that when you ask me a question, I can give you another factoid. Right. You know, 
always keep something in reserve and don't, you don't have, you're not there to educate. Mm -hmm. You're not there. I have nothing against educators. It's a wonderful profession. But the point is, that's not your job mm -hmm. as a right. salesperson. Mm -hmm. Right. Anyway, well, and congratulations on your new refrigerator. I know, new refrigerator. I have ice and I don't have water on the floor. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's one of the things is you know, we also get so caught up in making sure that everybody knows every feature, every bonus. Blah, 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 blah. We're not paying attention to, you know, it's it's kind of the, the, the listening, but we're not looking at them either. So we're not catching that, you know, they're gazing off or they're checking their phone or they're just, <coughs> excuse me, clearly not paying attention. So, you know, it's, it, that's part of the, the, the listening also is, you know, what are their body features telling you? Um, you know, or are they not returning your voicemail messages? Are they not responding to your emails? It might be that they're just not interested or you need to go about it a little bit differently, um, you know, and, and uh, so it's, it is, it's, it's about really paying attention to what they are saying, both with their mouth and with, with everything else. And, and um, you know, and, and as you said, I mean, that's, that is the most important thing. And we forget that because especially as small business owners and, and entrepreneurs who in many cases, you know, we're, we're money is, is tight. And so we have to make those sales. We have to do those things. And we forget that it might not be the best thing that this person needs, or maybe they don't need it at all. Maybe they need something from your competitor. Hello. That's always a fun conversation to have. But, you know, it, it's, it is about what is best for them. Um, and that is hard because we have bills to pay. You know, we have our goals to reach, our quotas, you know, all of those various things. But, you know, if we've made them happy, you know, as you said, they'll come back or more importantly, they'll tell their friends. Um, you know, I think one of the, the best things is the, the whole word of mouth. You know, if, if I've made a customer happy, a client happy, and they tell their friends, well, for one thing, I'm not having to sell it so much. <laughs> you know? um, sure. But, you know, it's, it's, it, we do get caught up in, but I need, I must, I have to make this sale. And, and so that's, that is kind of what makes it difficult. And body language, there's a whole science to body language, right. you know, facial expressions, what people do with their hands, are they stealing their hands? That means something. Oh, Arms crossed. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> you know, and, and as a salesperson, you really ought to be familiar with those and, and buy the, a book that, that you are comfortable with what the person is telling you, even though he or she's not speaking, they're telling you something, you know, and also that you mentioned the word goal. I always remember the golden rule. We all know the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. They're opposite polars to that golden rule. There's the 10 rule, which says do unto others, then get out. Mm -hmm. And then there's the platinum rule that says do unto others as they would have you do unto them. Mm -hmm. So it takes that other person's perspective, not yours, do, right. un, you know, do unto others as they would have you do unto them. Mm -hmm. And that's the rule that good salespeople keep in there. Right. How do they want to be treated? Mm -hmm. What's important to them? What's their motivation? Mm -hmm. What's their satisfaction? Mm -hmm. How do I become part and parcel of what pleases them and right. answers their question mm -hmm. 
need. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's a a commercial running here in the Atlanta area, and I don't remember if it's TV or or radio, but it's for a healthcare facility. And they're talking about the fact that their goal is that every person they treat, they treat like they're your mother. Ooh, I love it. And, And I like that because... You know, the, it, healthcare obviously gets a very bad rap in, in so many ways, but they really do think, you know, okay, how would I want my mother or father to be treated? That's how we're going to treat that patient. Um, you know, and, and hopefully they like their parents. You know, I guess there is that caveat. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and, and that really does make a, a huge difference. Um, you know, and, and, or, you know, again, how do you want to be treated yourself? Um, I've had some, some medical issues that I've been dealing with over the, the last couple of years. And I actually have told some of my plethora of doctors, I am not a patient. I am a person, and you oh, need to it. remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best doctors do. You know, they 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 have that empathy. You know, all of those various things. And but yeah, I, it, how would you want your child, your parent, your spouse, your friend? How do you want them treated? You know, do you want them walking away from whatever it is, going, oh, "I really didn't want to buy this, but I got talked into it," or or I I uh, you know all those various things. So yeah, treat them like you would want a loved one to be treated. Very well said, very effective. Okay, no question. But, you know, again, selling is about treating people fairly. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing your business. It's about passion. Mm -hmm. Emerson said, uh, nothing great was ever accomplished without enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. Harry says, people who don't get carried away should be. Right. (laughs) You got to get excited and that excitement is infectious and Mm -hmm. people want to want to be part and parcel of it. So, again, I I think it's important that, uh, again, you know your business, you like what you're doing, you show that you work hard. You know, the best rules of success won't work Mm -hmm. unless you do. Don't forget that. That's a Harry's hint, too. Mm -hmm. Best rules of success won't work unless you do. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen. It takes effort. It takes commitment. And it takes that enthusiasm and passion to really be all that you can be. Right. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, it doesn't matter what you're selling. You can still be enthusiastic about it. You know, I was thinking about, um, uh, you know, somebody who sells maybe toner cartridges for your printer. Okay, not really the most glamorous thing in the world, but what they could be passionate about is that your business is successful and your business is successful because you have great business tools, you know, all these various things. Um, and so there are ways that you can be passionate about something that eh, might not be the most glamorous thing in the world. Yeah, it's very, very true. And, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, that planning is one thing, but implementation is another. Mm. There's another story in the book that I love. I don't know if you've got to it or not. It's, it's, it's arithmetic, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's simple and it's basic. Mm-hmm. Three frogs sat on a log and one decided to jump off. How many frogs are left on the log? Almost everyone says two. Mm-hmm. The answer is Three, Mm -hmm. because one frog 
decided right. to jump off mm-hmm. the log. He didn't do it. That he jumped. Mm-hmm. We decide to lose weight, to exercise, to quit smoking, to get up earlier, to make more calls. Mm-hmm. We may decide to do that, but it doesn't mean a thing until you do it. And that frog deciding to jump off the log versus jumping off the log are two distinctly different things. So again, when you decide to do something, do it. Mm -hmm. Nike says what? Just Just do it. Do it. Mm -hmm. Harry says, just do it now. Right. Add urgency to it. Add immediacy to it. Do it now. Right. Don't decide to jump off. If you've decided to jump off, jump. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there's a great lesson and moral in the little frogs on a log right. Right. that can help us all. Mm-hmm. Well, and from the sales perspective, you know, how many times have we talked with someone who has decided to buy from us and then they don't because we stopped at that point? We're like, oh, okay, you've decided to do it. That's great. Shake hands. Away you go. And then, uh, you know, a week, a month, a day, whatever later, you're thinking, wait a minute. Harry said he was going to do such and such, and he didn't. And that was because we didn't do the follow-up. You know, we, we didn't say, okay, now what? You know, yeah. you've decided to make this purchase. Now what do we need to do? You got to have a follow-up question. Uh, would you like it delivered Tuesday or Thursday, or do you want it in blue or red? I mean, you've got to have right. the salespeople call it closing. Right, you have to close the yeah. sale. Mm-hmm. But, but closing almost takes on an ominous uh, mm-hmm. term as an ominous term. Mm-hmm. It's not ominous. No. It's a conclusion. Right. It, it, it's a decision time, and you have to get that decision, and you have to know when. You know, there's another story. I keep thinking of stories in the book of the of the sales manager who was concerned that his salespeople were, were writing orders, but so many of them had one item on them. Right. They had 20 items or 30 <laughs> items that those customers could buy. Mm-hmm. Why are you just getting an order for one mm-hmm. item and, and, and then walking out? Mm-hmm. You know, and he decided that he would do an experiment. And he took a $100 bill out of his pocket and he visited three or four of the leading department stores in the city. Mm-hmm. And he would go up to a counter that had $10, $20, $30 items. And he would buy one of those items from the salesperson, fully committed that he would buy whatever else the salesperson would recommend until he had spent his entire $100. Mm-hmm. Not once in those four department stores did he spend the hundred dollars. Wow. So he says, maybe it's just department stores. Mm-hmm. Then he went to specialty stores with the exact same experiment. Mm-hmm. He would buy twenty or thirty or forty dollar item, pay for it with a hundred dollar mm-hmm. bill, fully committed to mm-hmm. buy whatever that salesperson recommended until he had spent his entire hundred dollars and again right. never mm-hmm. did he spend the entire hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that say? It says all kinds of things. It says that many salespeople quit selling before their buyer quits buying. How do you know the sales, the sales, the customer is done until the customer says, no, that's enough. Thank you. See me next time. Uh, Whatever. Don't leave on a yes. 
Mm-hmm. Leave on a no, mm-hmm. not not a offensive no, right. not, not, not a no that, that, that not now no issue. Mm-hmm. But but uh, you know, and I say no doesn't mean no. No means not now. There's a different interpretation right. of the word no. But give the customer a chance to keep buying. You don't want to quit selling until the customers quit buying. Right. And it's a great simple lesson mm-hmm. that too few people know. Just by asking, mm-hmm. you know, how about this? We've got a special. You know, customers bought something fine. We've mm-hmm. got a special this week on doormats. Mm-hmm. The best first rule of maintenance is to keep the dirt out. Mm-hmm. Could I put down a couple of these special doormats for you? Fine, thank you. Are you ready to go now? Mm-hmm. No, you say. And by the way, you know, I was in your maintenance closet. Your brooms and your mops are right. really getting old. Can I add a couple of mops to the order? Yes, fine. Okay. And by the way, I was in the restroom and I noticed maybe we could use a new deodorant deodorizing system. Guess says, No, I think that's enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, now the not. customer has said that's enough. Mm-hmm. It's time to go, or right. at least say, "All right, we'll talk about that next time, mm-hmm. Deb." Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You know, see you next time. Mm-hmm. But right. don't quit selling until your customers quit buying. Right. You know, and none of us should have just one product. Um, you know, and and it, there should be something that can be added onto it. So, you know, maybe you're a, a professional speaker. Well, then maybe you've got a book. Maybe you've got seminars. Maybe you've got, you know, private training, all of those various things, you know, there, we shouldn't just be the, what is it? One trick pony, um, where we have just the one product. So again, you'll pay attention to what they're saying and, and do a little upselling. Now it's not, you know, don't be obnoxious about it again. You know, that's, that's the, the, the key to this, but you know, we always look at the, the, the times where they do upsell, you know, you're, you're at fast food place like a burger. Would you like fries with that? Exactly. And it's just, you know, automatic training. And then, then it's yes or no. Okay. Exactly. Well, and and, and sometimes it's not even fries a question. sell as a result yeah. of just saying, would you like fries right. with that? Right. And, <laughs> a lot and, more than they would if they didn't ask. Right. And, and I love the ones where it's not even a question. You know, would you like fries with that? Nah. What drink, or not even what, and your drink is? So they just, and, and so many times you, oh, oh, I guess I have to order a drink, um, you know, and, and so, you know, and, and, but they're not, they're, they're following their training. Um, but, but yeah, you know, there's just kind of that little upsell that they just keep doing. And then, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm done. That's, that's it. You know, I just want the burger. Okay. Exactly. And, but you've given the customer a chance mm-hmm. in a non-offensive way to say no. Right. But if but give them a chance to say yes too, okay, that's the point we both are trying to make. Mm-hmm. Well, now speaking of training, you and I were talking about um, a situation before we started, and this is is a story in your book about how so many times we're trained, or we think we have to be in this box. You know, we can't do anything outside that box because we've been told we can't. We've not been trained to do it. We've not empowered our employees to do it. Um, you know, and, and that is kind of the upsell, the extra, or it's the go the extra mile. Um, and so tell us your chicken story. I love the chicken story. The, uh, oh, the very first story in the book just shows how people don't use common sense. Mm-hmm. You know, the most uncommon thing in the world is common sense. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, I was coming home 
from the office and it was late and I called my wife to say, what's for dinner? And when she said, what would you like? Well, I knew she hadn't spent the entire sweat day sweating over a hot stove. So I ran through the normal hamburgers, fried chicken, pizza. She said, let's have chicken. So I said, fine. So I went to the friendly chicken outlet uh, up on Howell Mill Road, which you would know in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I pulled in and I ordered my chicken and I'm ready to roll. And I start to pull out. And as I'm pulling out, I notice a sign that says biscuits, 35 cents each, six for a dollar fifty. Mm-hmm. I said, mm, maybe I'll take some biscuits. That's a good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, so no one was behind me. So I backed the car up. The woman comes to the window again. And I said, uh, I couldn't resist a bargain. I said, I think I'll have a half a dozen biscuits. She mm-hmm. says, fine. She comes back a few moments late and she says, I'm sorry. The biscuits are in the oven. We don't have any biscuits. And I'm kind of disappointed. She says, but we do have five. Mm-hmm. So I said, Fine, good. I'll take the five. So she brings me the five biscuits. She hands me the sack, and she says that'll be a dollar seventy-five. I said, "Wait a minute. There must be some mistake. If six or a dollar fifty-five can't be a dollar seventy-five." She said, "Yes, sir. If you don't buy six, they're thirty-five cents each." I said, "But I want to buy six. I only have five. She says, "No, sir." It's 35 cents each. It'd be $1.75. I said, may I see the manager? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes. So the manager comes over and I said, I'm not trying to create a problem, but I want to buy six biscuits. You only have five and your person is trying to charge me $1.75 for five rather than $1.50 for six. He thinks a minute. He says, yes, yes sir. If you don't buy six, they're 35 cents each. Oh, I screamed to myself. I said, but I want to buy six. Mm-hmm. You don't have six. You have five. You can't charge me more for mm-hmm. for five than you would for six. He says, yes, sir. They're 35 cents each if you don't buy six. Mm-hmm. So I said, hmm, let me muster up a little salesmanship here. Mm-hmm. I said, tell you what. Why don't you sell me six biscuits for a dollar fifty and owe me one? And then I'll come by tomorrow and pick up my other biscuit. Mm-hmm. He thought for a moment and he said, Okay. Thinking that he had won the battle. Right. He may have won the battle, but he lost the war. Mm-hmm. I didn't go back for the biscuit. Right. And I've never been back mm-hmm. for any more chicken. Mm-hmm. So again. In every situation, use good judgment, Mm -hmm. use your common sense. You know, the customer may not always be right, but they're always the customer. Mm -hmm. And and unless they're way out of bounds, find a way to accommodate. Mm -hmm. My request was reasonable, but I had to put it in terms that he could understand. Sell me six and owe me one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I got my five pieces for Mm -hmm. $1.50. You know, and we do get caught up in that, you know, we don't want to be flexible, you know, and, and, or we can't be flexible, all these various things. And, and, you know, again, it is, it's a common sense thing. You know, maybe he could have said, you know, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll do five and, and would you like a free soda? 
I mean, you know, you never know. You know, there there are ways to work with people because the, the most important thing is that they don't walk away mad or annoyed or, as you said, never going back. Um, you know, and and so that now they might not buy from you. I mean, you know, that's and that is, of course, one of the the, the things is they might say no, but you still want them to walk away happy. Um, you know, I kind I refer to the fact that sometimes. You, you have to send them to your competitor. And I tell you what, sometimes you do, you, you know, and, and I've done that, you know, I've had people come to me and say, Hey, we want this website designed. And because we do website design and for whatever reason, it's just not a project that, that I can do. You know, maybe it's a conflict with other clients. Maybe it's doesn't interest me, whatever it is. But you know, if I just tell them, no, I don't want to do that. We can't do that. Then they walk away thinking, okay, we don't care what it is. We're never going back to Deb because she is not helpful. But if I had said, you know, that's not a project that we can do right now. However, here are the names of my top three favorite web designers. I suggest you contact them. Everybody's happy. You know, the, the client goes, oh, wow, Deb was really helpful. She even gave money away. So that must mean she's really good to work with. So I'll make sure to go back with her. Made the, you know, the, the other web designer, whoever ended up with the business happy because they got business. And, you know, and, and so it's a win, win, win. That, but, you know, for me to have initially thought, well, no, can't do it. Shut that door. Then that door stays shut. So it is about how can you help the, the customer, the client, the best. Bless your heart. You know, you started this conversation by whispering the word sales. But Deb, you fib to me. You are the consummate salesperson. You handle yourself with poise. You overcome objections. You understand features and benefits, timing. Girl, if I had a territory, I'd put you in it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. You, you, you do understand not just the mechanics, but the psychology of putting that customer first, accommodating that customer, deferring to that customer, even at the expense of sending that customer elsewhere. If it's in that customer's right. short term best interest, you're looking for the long term relationship. Mm -hmm. You're looking to make a friend mm -hmm. and friends turn into customers. Right. That ain't nothing like them. Mm -hmm. so again, you're, you're right on, and uh, I'm impressed. Well, well, thank you, thank you. You know, and and it is about you know their as as I said, their best interest. Um, you know, and and we all know that you know no like and trust thing. Um, but and and you know I've mentioned the words word of mouth. You know. It, why do I want to have to sell if I can have all these other people extolling my virtues? Um, you know, and, and, but it's, I think what we're, we're, you know, what we're trying to point out everyone is it, it is very easy to actually be doing all of these and not have it be painful. And, and I guess the, the point is if it's painful, there's something wrong. Um, you know, if you're thinking, Ugh, I have to go to another networking meeting and tell people my 30 second story. Then you shouldn't be going. Um, you know, it, or if it's, I have to, I have to call on this client. I have to go do this. I have to, if I, if it's the, I have to, maybe that's the problem. We need to be thinking, Ooh, I get to. Yeah. 
I want to. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We talked about passion, enthusiasm, commitment, mm -hmm. happiness. And if you're not happy, find something else. Right. It's best for you, your family, your career, your earnings potential. Do something that you can get excited about. Mm -hmm. Again, remember, people who don't get carried away should be. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You know, and, and we all take jobs and do things where it's not, you know, the, the best thing in the world because we have bills to pay, kids to put into college, you know, all of these various things. But you can do, you know, reframe it in your mind. Okay, you know, how can I make this better? Um, you know, or maybe it's, okay, you've got your nine to five. What am I going to do with those outside hours to, to make my, my life but wonderful, um, you know, and, and that's, it, it, it really is, you know, sometimes it's hard, sometimes, always, <laughs> there, and, and more, but it's, it's all about making those choices, um, you know, I, I started by talking about the fact that, you know, I, I worked for that place, that hotel sales, and then I chose to not work there, um, you know, and I, I actually was making a good salary and, you know, and, but yeah, it just, it wasn't a good fit, um, because I didn't have the passion for it. I didn't like the people I was working with. I hadn't been well-trained all of those various things. And so I said, okay, I'm going to choose to not be here. I stayed till I had another job because, you know, had good to pay lesson, those bills. Lesson for entrepreneurs or salespeople. Don't leave the one you got till you got another one. Okay. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, and so, and, and there are times where you might need more training. Um, we didn't even get to talk about the one thing I really wanted to talk about. And, and because we're, holy schmoly, we've only got about five minutes left. Um, you know, I mentioned in your bio that you're affiliated with Kennesaw State University, which is hop, skip, and a jump from here. Um, and, uh, and they've got some great programs for business people. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you are a big part of the, the Coles College of Business. You know, and, and now we're not saying you need a four-year degree, but sometimes you do need to get a little bit of training because, let's face it, most <laughs> college degree programs don't prepare us to go into business. My undergrad degree is in social science. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, but, you know, so we might need training and maybe it's that we take classes through the chamber. Maybe it's that we, t you know, do, do other things, but you know, sometimes we do need to get some training. Um, you know, or more importantly, we could read Harry's book um, because it, it's a great book. Hold it up, Harry, hold it up. I have Absolutely. the e version. So, you know, it doesn't. <laughs> selling sage advice and common sense about sales and success. And again, if you're not reading my book, read Jeff Gittimer's book, read Brian Tracy's book, read Tim Hopkins' books, read something, learn something. Right. Mm -hmm. If you don't have time for a degree, go to a certificate program, right. go to an adult education class. You can say too much, but you can't know too much. Right, right. And again, mm -hmm. better prepared you are mm -hmm. if you are committed Remember, too, about that self-discipline. Remember those 10 favorite words of Harry's. They're all two-letter words. If it is to be, it is up to me. Mm -hmm. right. Never forget, 
you are the person responsible for your right. success. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I don't want to be Pollyannish. You shouldn't jump out of bed every day and say, oh boy, I get to go work for ABC company today. Look at this and do backflips. You know, that's unrealistic. Right. Mm -hmm. But you also shouldn't have to drag yourself mm -hmm. out of bed and say, woe is me. Look what I've got to do today. Right. You know, there's an honorable middle ground. Mm -hmm. There are certain tasks that go with every job that are less desirable than others. Mm -hmm. But overall, you have to like what you do. You have to like the people you're doing it with. You have to trust the company that you're with. You have to feel the compensation plan is fair. You have to feel as though you're making a difference. And when you feel all those things, it shows. You can't hide it. Mm -hmm. Customers and prospects will know it right. when you show up on time, in time, enough times, you are going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And if you just must have story selling, go to Amazon. Some Barnes and Nobles care, but go to Amazon and order it either electronically or the copy, the right. hard copy. And uh, I, I, I kind of would almost promise you, in fact, I will promise you, you'll like it and you'll learn something. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it is, it's a, it's a great book. It's a very fast read. Um, you know, it, it has 50 chapters, but don't let that dissuade you folks. The chapters are usually only a couple of pages long, um, but, but they are, they're Harry's hints. And as I was reading it, I was thinking, oh yeah. And, and, in you know, and it, there were a couple, I'm like, oh God, I've forgotten that. <laughs> and so, but yeah, and, and they're simple things to implement. You know, and, and I think that is the key is, you know, none of this is hard, painful. It, it, a lot of it is back to that, those, those words, common sense. And we don't use them enough, um, you know, and, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to have gentle reminders like Harry's book to, to, to beat us over the head to say, okay, you know, treat the customer like, like you want to be treated, um, you know, and, and, you know, all these various things. Well, look, thank you. Uh, I, I have had a delightful time with you, Miss Deb. I, I think that we have talked about some important subjects. We have. Universal. Mm -hmm. Things that everyone can use, whether you are a seasoned pro or whether you're just getting started in your first job. There's some basic rules. But don't ever overlook the importance of how much of it is dependent on you, mm -hmm. your attitude, right. your self-discipline, mm -hmm. your willingness to do what's necessary to get there. Mm -hmm. And again, the boxers say it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up. Right. Right as it may be, it's so true. So know that light, life and success is not a straight upward line. There have been <laughs> and, but overall, if you end up higher than where you started at the end of the year, you've had a good year. And right. yes, every day wasn't perfect, and every customer didn't really understand mm -hmm. the benefits that you were bringing. Mm -hmm. And some of them are just dummies, <laughs> but, but they're entitled to be dummies. Right. But but and again, you just stay at the task, give it your best every day, remain enthusiastic, even better, passionate about what you do, learn as much as you can about it, no more than anyone, number one, number two, do it to the best of your ability, mm -hmm. and three, be passionate about it. If those were the three things that I wanted you to take away, that would be, no more, learn more about what you do than anyone, two, then do it to the best of your ability, and three, remain passionate and enthusiastic about what you do.
I love it. Well, Harry, you know, we've mentioned you can get the, the book on Amazon. As I was preparing for this program, you don't have a website. You're really not on social media. How do you survive? <laughs> but how do people, how do they connect you? How do they, how do they reach out to you? Well, a lot of people email me at Harry, Harry Maze, M-A-Z-I-A-R, at Gmail. People even call me. You know, they still use telephones. A phone? A I am on Facebook. I, I, I really don't visit it a lot. And I am on LinkedIn. So I'm not a Neanderthal. I'm pretty close. Uh, but, 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 but. Actually, but, you're probably smart to not be Neanderthal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it gives me time to read some of those authors I talked about earlier right. in and to try to better myself. We're never a finished product. Right. We're also evolving. We're always learning. We're always trying to be better tomorrow than we are today. Perfect. Those are great words to end the program with. And, you know, I really have been having such a delightful conversation with Harry Major. I am Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.